Hey everybody, welcome to a new episode of the Last Song You Heard podcast. I am your host Kev here to bring you a new episode of the regular format. Finally, after so many episodes of listening to me talk to me, um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do a, a real true blue interview with a with an awesome person. So, without further ado, let me introduce the one, the only Joseph. <laughs> What's happening, Kev? <laughs> do you like <laughs> Joseph? I don't think I've ever called you Joseph. Uh, once. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. <laughs> um, so thank you for being on. Uh, it's good to see and speak to another human being that isn't one of my neighbors or my lovely fiance. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So, um, <laughs> before you know, we get into the, all the fun questions and everything in between. Um, why don't you tell us what the last song you heard is? Um, I was actually just watching the second episode of the Wu Tang documentary of Mike's and Men. So, I think the last song we caught was uh, "Cream." Nice. Naturals, well, everything an- around me. Absolute classic of a song. Let's hear some of that. Click and went all out. Catching keys from cross seas. It's a great song. Um, <laughs> yeah, one of the best. It's a classic. Yeah, one of the best. Wow. Um, so a little bit about this. Um, and actually, I'm going to turn my microphone so I'm not staring into nothingness. Um, so a little bit about the song itself. Uh, so it was released back in 1994. January 31st uh, is when the single itself was released. It's the third single off of the album Enter the Wu-Tang, 36 Chambers. It's actually the Wu-Tang Clan's debut album. Uh, And unsurprisingly, it was produced by the RZA, uh, who is like the de facto leader of the Wu-Tang Clan. Um, I'm not as well-versed with the Wu-Tang Clan as probably you are, Joe, so you you can correct me if I get things wrong. Um, (laughs) Dead on so far? Good, Um, because otherwise Wikipedia would be false. Um, (laughs) Yeah. This song samples uh, the Charmel song uh, called As Long As I've Got You from 1967. Uh, it only peaked at number 60 on the Billboard Hot 100, so not the most popular song at its time, but now it's like, you know, everyone knows this song. Um, and then it uh, it was actually recorded back in 1991, and it was titled Lifestyles of the Mega Rich, but then, you know, they changed the title. I don't know if they re-recorded it or if this is still the 1991 recording, but they sat on it for, for quite some time, it seems. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure most people know who the Wu-Tang Clan is. Um, you know, they're a, a hip-hop group uh, f- starting in 1993, 1992 from New York City. Um, yeah, and they, they're they still active in one way or another. I feel like it, it's a roving, like, gr- like they just circle through people now. Yeah, they and just new never names stop. Pop up. There's always nine people on stage. You don't need to know who's <laughs> who. And, like, three people are actually doing stuff. Yeah. Um, basically. Um, so, Joe, why don't you name all of the members of the Wu-Tang Clan? Oh, man. Uh <laughs> I want to see if you can actually do this. The RZA, the Jizza, the Old Dirty Bastard, Inspector Deck, Raekwon the Chef, 
You God, uh, Ghostface Killer, Method Man. Am I missing anyone? Uh, apparently, there's two other members uh, from what I could see. Uh, did you say Master Killer? I or did. I think and I then Capadonna is the other Ca- one. Oh, Capadonna, yeah. Yeah, and then you, again, everybody I, forgets about Capadonna. Don't worry about it. I when I was reading it, I was like, <laughs> yeah, Master Capadonna, whatever. That sounds right. Um, they honestly could have put any name in there, and like it would like George Bush. I would have been like, sure, sure whatever. Um, so why don't you tell me a little bit about your uh, history with this song, and then the Wu Tang Clan themselves? Um, I guess actually. Cream is probably one of the first hip hop songs I really got into, I guess. Growing up I was a pretty heavy into uh emo and pop punk as a lot of kids my age were. Oh yeah. Um so I was kind of dismissive of hip hop, but you know, the only stuff I was hearing was the radio hits and if you judge any genre by the radio hits, you're not going to have a lot of respect for it probably. So finally, yeah, like early high school, I guess. I started hanging out with uh, Frank Hughes, and he got me listening to oh, you know old old Wu Tang and Big L, and I was like, oh wow, this stuff is uh, is pretty awesome. Yeah, um, no, I'm not yeah. shocked that Frank got you into that. <laughs> uh, honestly, <laughs> very on brand for him. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Frank is an influential guy. Yeah, he uh, he's gotten me into some artists. I mean, I think all of our friends, uh, he's probably. They could credit him with a lot of stuff. Definitely. Uh, um, so, I guess, what is your... I'm curious, like, are, do you still actively listen to the Wu-Tang Clan? Are they someone, like, a group that you go back to a lot? Or is it just, like, casually, like... Um, Probably not as much as I used to. I think... Uh, I never really... I mean, as much as I love the 30, Enter the 36 Chambers, um, it's just one of those groups where... You have that one favorite album, but I I never really branched out to listen to the next one for some reason. Yeah, yeah. And you know they have every every person in the Wu Tang Clan who we just named has their own singles and and solo records and solo records and solo records and mm-hmm. there's just so much which I actually I feel like I probably should have dug in a little bit more and maybe will at yeah. some point, but you know. I mean, uh, shit, we got enough time now, yeah. so like, <laughs> yeah. just to start a discography. Although, I was when I was looking stuff up, and like you were saying, and I think you know anyone who's pretty aware of the Wu-Tang Clan, in like the last decade, every single member of the Wu-Tang Clan probably has their own faction within the Wu-Tang Clan, like within, you know, and it's just like a Russian doll of, of yeah. hip-hop artists and 100%. albums and like... Uh, I don't know, like, I I think the same thing as you. Like, I know this album decently well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even think... The only song that I remember, or the first song that I've heard from Wu-Tang Clan was Gravel Pit, which I don't even know is in if, if it's in this album. Like, I don't even It's have... not, but it's funny you say that because it's the one song, the one Wu-Tang song that isn't on this album that I also am super familiar with. Yeah, I have a weird like memory of eighth grade sitting in the classroom watching the TV up in the corner. Um, <laughs> I have no idea why we were doing this, and someone put MTV on the TV, and Gravel Pit came on, and I've always had that memory of like watching the video for Gravel Pit 
in full in yeah. an eighth grade classroom. That's the like, one where they're all dressed like the Flintstones, right? Yeah. <laughs> Running so around weird. wearing like cheetah skins think, and throwing yeah, bones around. Exactly. They have all the clubs and <laughs> yeah. shit. And, and like to this day, I have no idea why our teacher let us sit there and watch a Wu-Tang Clan video in the middle of a class in a Catholic school. Yeah. Um, I mean, are you sure that wasn't a Channel One segment? Could you imagine if Channel One put the Wu Tang Clan on? <laughs> I wish that would have made it so much better. Oh, Channel One, what a great! I miss it. Let's. It's I'm, a good production. Now, yeah, I think we could. Uh, like, you, like I'm sure you could find old YouTube videos, like with like old episodes of that, and you could just like put it on for comfort right now, because <laughs> like it just has this like, oh yeah, back in grade school. Um, now, when it comes to, like, this, I guess, well, I was going to ask about, like, the specific time. Like, is there, like, a specific memory that you have with this song in particular beyond, like, Frank just showing it to you or anything? Um, Not particularly, I guess. It just kind of reminds me of sophomore year of high school and just the way I kind of fell into old school 90s hip-hop, I guess, and then realized how wrong i was for criticizing an entire genre based on a couple songs and then kind of just falling in love with hip-hop to the point where today it's mostly what i listen to you know yes same i think we both similarly kind of went through that um Mm -hmm. i know you know leading up to my introduction into hip-hop which was uh dr dre's 2001 um i was the same way where it was like I don't like country. I don't like rap. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I don't, I only like Blink-182 because they're <laughs> the coolest. Like, um, and I thought I was so fucking cool, but, um, no, I'm the, I'm the same way. I, you know, this is this, as I said, you know, with gravel pit, like that's like the first Wu-Tang song I can even think of. Mm-hmm. And that was like eighth grade. And I don't like, I remember liking it, but like I was 12 years old. Like I had no understanding of what was going on. Right. And it wasn't until high school. Same thing, you know? Um, so with your love for hip hop, then just to kind of uh, transition into that, um, what would you say? Like, and obviously, I know, like, we have pretty similar tastes when it comes to like hip hop and, and rap and mm-hmm. all that. But like, what are some of your your favorites? Like, what's your your top couple of of hip hop artists? Ooh, um, that's tough. I guess the one that stuck with me the last you know, five years or so is Schoolboy Q. And, oh, yeah. uh, his, uh, I, I fell into him after listening to Kendrick and then they had a couple songs together. I ended up downloading one of his earlier albums and fell in love with it. And, um, for a summer I was working in a warehouse and all I had was my iPod that could fit like three albums on it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm just listening to like, uh, uh, Two Schoolboy Q albums on repeat, and probably Born Sinner by J. Cole. And nice. That was just my whole summer. <laughs> just three <laughs> think, albums over and over again. Yeah, I actually have a weird memory of that. Well, like, I, I know exactly what summer you're talking about because yeah. of that. Be, literally because of Born Sinner. Mm-hmm. Because I can remember. And I'm realizing I didn't put any context to our friendship or anything like that. Like, we've known each other since high school. Like, right. I've, you know. So, like, when I say back at the Manion Cals, like, you know what that means. And th- th- this, what you're saying is Schoolboy Q and Born Sinner by J. Cole. 
those were like the albums for that summer and like mm-hmm. same thing like you guys would come over and like we probably just listened to born center on repeat yeah, like for much. 24 hours basically um so w- like with j cole in particular because i know obviously you're a pretty big fan of his would you say born center is your favorite with him or um that's tough actually because i got into j cole listening to i mean how many mixtapes that he had before have before that that were just i probably played a thousand times and i I feel like all the titles were basketball related the warm-up the come up probably friday night lights yeah um so those are a lot those kind of formed my opinion of j cole and they're kind of what i think of when i think of j cole but i think born center was his kind of coming out party of this is who i am i'm not trying to be anyone else anymore this is my album. Yeah. So I guess yeah. it is in a way what you, you know, the quintessential J. Cole album. Gotcha. Is that, are there any features on that album? Was that like his big thing? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. At that yeah. point? You hear it a lot. The triple platinum with no features seems to be the, the tagline of that album. Yeah. Which is crazy. I yeah. mean, but, um, for some reason I thought his, that album with his old address as the title, uh, 2014 that. Forest Hill Drive. Yeah, I thought that was before Born Center for some reason. But no, that came after. Yeah. No. Um. So then, why don't like when it comes to like obviously you mentioned Wu Tang was like some of the first you know your first you know step into liking hip hop, mm-hmm. but I want to go back before that a little bit and talk about your music taste but before that because like we you know you mentioned like a lot of emo music mm-hmm. we have a very you know very much a mutual love for bands like brand new and, and whatnot yeah so would you like is brand new would you say they're like your favorite emo band or um yeah they are um there's kind of a conflicting feeling now about them i guess you you know yeah with the reports and all um so I actually was thinking about this this morning. I, I was wondering. I had a feeling we'd end up talking about brand new. Same. And uh, I really I haven't. They're not a band that I listen to one song at a time. They've always been a band where I I put a record on and I play it straight through. Yeah. And I can't re- I can't remember the last time I did that. You know I can't remember the last time I sat down and just played spun a brand new record front to back. So probably yeah. since since then. You know since what around when science fiction came out i I, di- I never even listened to science fiction i don't know if you want to put any context around that but yeah yeah i can do that i mean so basically you know for those who don't know who brand new is just because this all ties in together they were you know they uh, were an emo band that came up in the early 2000s um were and are still probably considered one of the bigger names within that genre and, and held in incredibly high regard a uh, t- couple years, two years ago now, I think, or like three years. I don't even have it. I have no idea what, how time works <laughs> anymore. Um, yeah, they, the, there were some uh, reports that their lead singer, Jesse Lacey, had used his position of power to... Uh, like hook up with fans and pressure fans like it sucks and it sucks that this dude who you know we kind of not looked up to but you know definitely have like a a connection to through his music is uh kind of a shitty person and not that like 
we didn't expect that, but it's bad all around. Like everyone, you know what I mean? Like it sucks that there's, you know, victims out there. You know, it's, it sucks that these, you know, the people went through this due to him probably doing some shady shit, but yeah, definitely either way, either way. Um, and then like you said, and, and either way, when you can't put the record on and no matter how you feel about it, it comes to your mind when you put the record on, so it's just something yeah. I avoid doing at this point, I guess. Yeah, science fiction was their last album, and like you were saying, you didn't even listen to it. I had put it on like maybe two times, mm-hmm. and then all that came down, and I was like, yeah, I like. It's actually, I mean, I don't know. Funny is not the word, but the I ordered the the vinyl for it or the record for it, like right when this the like the album dropped, and then yeah. like. I think it was like a week after everything came out, the album so, showed so up on my I, doorstep. Yeah. I, I was, was like, uh, well, I, yeah. I was waiting for the, I didn't want to listen to it on my app. I wanted to wait for the record. I was, pumped. I think I remember that. I remember yeah. you saying that. And then the news broke like right before it showed up at my door. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Bad, bad timing on that. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Mm. Um, well, and I guess like, have there ever been, and maybe not to that level of shittiness on Jesse Lacey's part or the band, mm-hmm. um, but are there any other bands like that that maybe were in your good graces at one point that you loved and then just, like, you just can't listen to them anymore or anything like that? Um, Not that I can think of, no, which is a good thing, you know? Yeah, I would say, like, I always think back, um, I loved, like, some 41 for instance Mm -hmm. when i was in like grade school and no actually i'll even go i love you know so link blink 182's later albums like post uh, state okay i can't listen to like take off your pants and jacket and the self-titled anymore because um I'm more aware of the fact that i am now the same age as them when they recorded some of those songs (laughs) and like I couldn't imagine being a 31-year-old adult singing a song about, like, fucking my dad in the ass. Like... I mean, it's high comedy, you know? Yeah, I mean... (laughs) But then, like, I I was recently... I was talking to somebody uh, about this, too, where I was like, half the songs are about, like, high school problems and, like, going on your first date. Mm -hmm. And it's like... You're a 29, 30 year old man talking about a high school. Like, I, there's something weird to it. And they are thanks still for, one uh, of my favorite thanks bands. Thanks for ruining some of my favorite albums for me. Because <laughs> now I'm not be able to think of that, you know. Yeah, my bad. Um, <laughs> You're not whatever. wrong, though. It is, it's weird. It is weird. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a. I, I had been thinking about that recently. I was because, like, I, I've been trying to go back and listen to, like, full discographies. And Blink was one that I did. And I got to like take off your pants and jacket which used to be one of my favorite albums like period and mm-hmm. i was like i got like halfway through and i was like nah i can't i can't do it like can't it's do and it. even like this the self-titled uh album like there's some good songs on that but i'm like you guys are like like middle-aged men i can't i mean that that one's kind of the shift right they're they're kind of you feel like they want to start being mature in that album but it feels a little tryhardy at times, I guess. Oh yeah, I mean, like "Stay Together for the Kids" is like a good song, but it's definitely like, it's a little weird. I, I don't yeah. know, man. Yeah, they're yeah. they're weird, and they now they have Matt Skiba, and they put out pop music, and like, 
It's I, weird. Yeah, I haven't listened to any of the new stuff. It's a fall. It's a true fall from like, um, yeah. Anyway, um, when it comes to uh, like I, records, because we mentioned like obviously mm-hmm. you and I are both you know at least somewhat uh, you know I wouldn't say like hardcore you know collectors or anything, but have you been like still ordering records recently? Like what? I, I got what, one yesterday in the mail. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what what record was it? <laughs> It's uh, it's called "Matter of Time" by Kevin Devine. Oh, nice. And, okay. Uh, yeah. So, Kevin Devine is a guy that actually, probably for the last ten years, has been the one non-hip hop constant. I guess. Gotcha. Okay. And he's a weird. Matter of Time is actually a live album, and I hate live albums normally. <laughs> like I, I'm hate not them. usually. I'm not really a fan. They sound. Either. They usually sound bad. They just uh, something about them. But for some reason, Kevin Devine. Uh, I saw in 2008 actually that this is how I found out about him. He opened for Brand New in 2008 with yeah, I think I was at Brand that New um, Manchester Orchestra and Kevin Devine. Yeah, I was there, and I bought my ticket on eBay for like 180 dollars. I think what? <laughs> yeah, it, it might have been less. It felt like 180. It might have been you know 80. I don't. Who knows? But I remember way overpaying. But I was just like, I got it's brand like. Devil God had just come out. I was, you yeah. know, on my. I think it came out on my 16th birthday. What? And I was like, dude, this is unbelievable. I got to go to this concert. And then, uh, you know, you look up the lineup and you see Manchester Orchestra and Kevin Devine. You go to their my. It's 2008. You go to their MySpace pages, listen mm-hmm. to the four songs they have on the front page, and you go to their pure volume profile. <laughs> pure volume, <laughs> and immediately you're. I'm like, all right, Manchester Orchestra. This band's incredible. Oh yeah. Um, but I, I couldn't get into the Kevin Devine songs he had up. Just I something about it, the production maybe. And then I went and he blew me away live. And yeah. a couple songs stuck with me. Uh, Brother's Blood, maybe Carnival. And uh, Brother's Blood is like his al- album that also came out that year. And it's funny. The last couple years, all your favorite albums are turning 10 years old. Yeah, that age. Weird. But um, uh, I only a couple songs stuck with me, and I remembered him for years. And then, just for some reason, I went and looked him up again, and I I clicked his live album instead of the studio album. And oh, okay. I I fell in love with it. I, that for some reason, I don't know if it's the way he produces his songs or something, but his studio albums just don't really impact you the way that his live stuff does. Huh. And he's got this one live album called uh, Live at Saint Something. It's got a green cover. And he tells like little stories between the songs. And it's just him. The one I just got is a full band. But but this one is it's just him. And he's it's like a storyteller album. So that's cool. You kind of just get lost in it. And Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. it's funny because I feel like it's like the and I'm similar where like I I'm not a big live album person for the most part because a lot of times they sound shitty and like mm-hmm. there is that energy there that you end up being like you can still feed off of from like the crowd and knowing that right. you know but at the same time you're like the quality may not be great but um what, shit i was gonna say something i can't remember now um it's funny i don't like or I, not that i don't like him but i did not get into like from based on that show because i was with that at that concert with you it was uh-huh. like a handful of us 
I remember being like, man, Manchester Orchestra is amazing. Right, that Kevin yeah, Devine they dude blew was, my socks off. Boring. Yeah. And then, like, two, three weeks later, like, right around that time, like, I think you were like, no, like, check <laughs> him out. Like, you know, and, and I, I've, yeah. I've grown to like him a lot more. Um, But I actually I, went to see him a, a, a couple months ago again. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I heard he was coming to Underground Arts, and it was only 20 bucks. and I had called a couple people to see if they wanted to go, and I couldn't get any any buddies to go with me, so it's actually the first concert I ever went to by myself. Oh, um, it's a fun thing. I like it. It was awesome. That. Yeah, no regrets. I've done it. Yeah. Um, so with I actually go like so that was is that the only time you've gone to a concert solo then only time yeah it's kind of there's something nice to it it's like going to the movies or like going to like a like getting dinner solo where you're like i don't gotta meet up with anybody i don't yeah. have to worry about like texting someone hey i'm in the back right or like right you're just like i'm there or like you, you know you meet up with your friends and you find a spot and you're like well we can't leave this spot or yep you know, you want to jump into the pit, but you feel, I don't know, then you're like, well, am I going to be able to get back? So instead it was just kind of like, I'd pick a spot, watch a song, get a beer, finish my beer, get into the crowd a little bit. You can move around yeah. and, you know, come back get another beer, pick another spot. You get a bunch of different angles on it and just totally different experience that I absolutely loved. Yeah, no, I've been to... I've only really been to, I think, like, one... No, I've been to two shows where, like, I truly was by myself. Mm-hmm. Every other time I've gone to a show solo, I've run into people that I knew. Um, or, like, you know, and I feel bad saying this, but, every like, that one... There's been, like, one time where that happened where they were like, oh, we're over here. And I was just like, cool. <laughs> See ya. And, like, just yeah. stayed where I was because I was nice. like, I don't... I'm here by myself. Like, yeah. you know... Um, which makes me sound like an asshole, but whatever. No, I totally um, get it. But yeah, you don't want to deal. I don't want to deal with people. I don't want to just all the be. Time. Yeah, and you don't want to be just trapped in that three three yard space that you can't leave for the whole show. And like yelling over this music, yeah. And, you know, and like being conscious of like, oh, I, you know, am I in someone's? I don't know. It's just, mm-hmm. yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty cool. Now, um, with live shows, I'm curious. Actually, I think we. It le- were you at the, sh- the at o- you were at the Oso Oso show at the Foundry yeah, right? Yep. Right so that was uh, I, I'm, everything happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We were was literally sitting last... there like, oh, the NBA's closed. Oh, Tom yeah. Hanks is diseased. S- is, yeah. Like, was that your last live show before everything? <laughs> yeah, shut down? it was like the last time I left the house. Really. <laughs> <laughs> now I um, it's funny. I remember being there, seeing the NBA closing, being like, "Wow, mm-hmm. that's wild!" And then, like, yeah. what we cl- everything else closed down shortly thereafter. Um, but that show was Oso Oso and Just Friends, yeah. who I had never heard of Just Friends really before that. Um, they're like a a pop punk Scottish ska. Yeah, I don't know. They were interesting. Um, I'll be honest. I like their non live stuff way. I like their albums way better than their shows. Really. Well, I don't oh, really man. listen. Well, to that I guess that show wasn't. We saw him uh, at Union Transfer a couple months ago, maybe last year, and it was just with more room to move. They yeah, were like that, like real showmen, seems... like you know. Yeah. Uh, so with know, this the... one, they they weren't as definitely they definitely weren't as good this time around. I was I gonna say they didn't seem super into it. The dude like 
so it's a guy and a girl singer and Mm -hmm. i mean there's like a shit that band has so many people in it but he didn't seem very into it like he was like every other word kind of like letting the crowd sing everything which is cool but i would agree like you know anyway i don't want to complain about stuff this whole time but yeah Um, yeah that's it's weird how you get different um performances from the same artists that you know you can see somebody once and be like this is incredible and see him again and feel kind of lackluster about it because um, mm-hmm. when we saw him at union transfer he's he was the embodiment of energy and they had like choreography oh, really? they're like running through each other's legs and just crazy stuff well, okay so but, uh, i'll have to check yeah. them out it, you know if we ever get back to going to concerts like yeah and they come to Philly, <laughs> someday yeah what i don't know but we'll yeah, do like a virtual mosh mosh pits and yeah. like hardcore <laughs> so you just fuck I'm up in. your own living room um, but yeah, that that reminds me too of uh, Kendrick. I think Kendrick Lamar is easily the worst concert I've ever been to, and at least the second best concert I've ever been to. Yeah, I was gonna say I've heard mixed like because I've only seen him once, and that was at the Trocadero. Mm-hmm. Um, where you were there? That's the, is that yeah, the I was there. That about? was the good one. Yeah, I saw yeah, that I was saw him unreal. Like two years before that, at Penn State in the Bryce Jordan Center right after Good Kid Mad City came out and I, I guess he was doing a college tour and it's like this big uh like giant venue like an arena and it's just you're it's full of frat kids and it's just yeah. Kendrick and a DJ and he's kind of just doing a song and then taking the verse from that song and doing it again a cappella and you, he just seemed kind of disinterested and then we saw him at the T. What was it? The TLA or the oh the nah, truck? It was the, the truck, yeah. Uh, Kunta's groove sessions and full yeah, that, band. Like, he's yeah. you know the house is packed. Everyone there obviously loves him because you had to really work to get those tickets. Oh my god, that was and, so stressful. Yeah. And it was that so was, bumping yeah. that the power went out. Remember? Yeah, I actually think that that was a planned thing. I actually think that that really? was part of the tour. Yeah, I really do. I'd I feel like I read that theory. I feel like he read. I read somewhere that he does. He like did that for the tour and would like be like, "Oh, the power went out. You guys rock so hard." <laughs> and then, like, I mean, uh. I could be wrong. Hey there, everybody. I don't normally do this, but I did want to just note that I was wrong. That the power did actually go out accidentally. Anyway, back to the show. I, yeah, I hope I'm ruining wrong. so many things for me. I really am, man. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Um, Don't worry, man. Santa Claus is real. The Easter Bunny is also real. Uh, No, but yeah, it's funny. If Santa Claus is real, why didn't he come to my house? (laughs) Oh, no. No, no, I... um, That Kendrick show was insane, though. Yeah, it was Um, incredible. Don't worry. The power went out on its own, Joe. It's okay. (laughs) It was us. We did it. Yeah, we were, I mean, it was whatever, I can't remember what song it was, but everyone was legitimately jumping so hard that, like, at the time, I was like, oh, shit, like, this is way crazier than I expected that, I I don't know why, like, it was, that show was, for those who don't know, Kendrick did a, a tour where he played, like, purposely small venues and, like, had the full band, um, and it was, what, like, five total shows? Something like that, it was really small, and I think I got I got a pair of tickets somehow, but like everyone else or mostly everyone else had trouble getting tickets. Like I, they sold I couldn't out. get one. I think I think you got two and Will got two. 
Yeah. And you guys brought me and Dre, and um, I'm forever grateful. <laughs> Dude, tickets for that show. <laughs> yeah, we're we're going for like like hundreds and hundreds of dollars, mm-hmm. like on Tick and StubHub and stuff. Um, but but anyway, with concerts in mind what would you say i know obviously that kendrick show is is high up on the list what's your favorite concert you've been to i mean i the top two are two that i i mentioned already uh brand new manchester and kevin divine in 2008 like i said with the context of being 16 and devil and god just came out and um i think that was the last stop on the tour if i remember correctly yeah i'm pretty sure so um, after they played their last song, all three bands came out. That's and right. Kinda, remember, they kept a rhythm going, mm-hmm. and di- they had there were three drum sets on stage. You know, three bass players, six guitarists. Yeah, it was and, absurd. And they kept a beat going, like a rhythm, as they destroyed everything on stage. Everything. I do remember that now. They dismantled. Yeah, and just broke all of their equipment, yeah. <laughs> which seems expensive. Um, oh yeah, for sure. And now knowing how tours work and like bands or how broke bands are, like I can't even imagine. <laughs> right, <laughs> I'm sure someone was <laughs> right. really mad about that. Yeah, like, I would think so. But um, uh, I mean, it made for an unforgettable experience. So yeah, no, that's crazy. It's uh, I mean, I forgot about it until <laughs> you just brought it up. Um, but I, that show, it's actually funny. It kind of ties into what we were just talking about, too. Brand New is one of those bands where I've, se- I've seen them three times now. Mm-hmm. And two times were really good, one being more recent um, in the last couple of years. But I saw them for the Devil and God tour, and I saw them for one other show at the mm-hmm. same venue. And I thought the second time around they weren't, like, they didn't seem to care. Like, they were really, like, I'm, like, pretty sure I've seen them. I think I was at that show, too, yeah. Yeah, and I don't remember hating it, but I, it definitely wasn't as lively. Yeah, and like Jesse Lacey, who it was notoriously bad at like crowd work. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he was even more like dreary and bummed out than he normally would be. I think too. Yeah. So it was, was he weird. wearing like was, a weird winter hat too. Yeah, he had that like pulled over his face and yeah, like wasn't yeah. like I remember that. like he might as well have been backstage. Like it didn't. Yeah, like, and you're right because I I forgot all about that concert until you just brought exactly. it up. So yeah, and it's it's funny. Uh, totally our, our friend Tim, uh, who was on the podcast once, but that episode didn't work out. Um, he hated that show. I'm pretty sure it was Tim. Was like, yeah, I don't I don't like brand new because yeah. like, <laughs> he was like, yeah, that was boring. I don't want to see them. Um, hmm. Have you ever seen a show that like didn't meet your expectations? Like pretty severely like you showed up and they it was like what like hmm i feel like i definitely have um oh you know what i'm a i'm a huge mac miller fan now but at the time yeah. i i you know i liked a couple songs so i wasn't crazy about them but for some reason me and two of my buddies sam and lj and dennis i think oh wow we drove to atlantic city and frank <laughs> We drove to Atlantic City to see Wiz Khalifa and Mac Miller, and we didn't get there super early. There was a huge line. We got in, and it was probably the first hip-hop show I'd been to, So, which, again, kind of ruined my expectation of hip-hop shows. But So we get there, and it's packed, and I'm used to, to punk shows and, and rock shows where 
once the music starts, I'm a smaller guy. I'm going to get to the front, you know, yeah. because everybody's moving, swaying. So I'm going to find my way up there. This concert was packed all the way to the back of the building. And no matter how good the song was or how hype it was, nobody moved outside of like a bumping an arm. What? So we're just stuck in the back. And at least from where we're at, it you know, it, it doesn't seem very lively. You know, Wiz and Mac are just kind of performing their songs. It's not really blowing anyone away. And that was kind of a huge disappoint, disappointment for me anyway. Dang. Yeah, I um, I don't think I've ever experienced anything quite that like severe where like no one is moving. Well, um, I think maybe way up front they were, but yeah, you know, because of when we got there, it was you know you couldn't move just all the way in the back. That's wild. No, I, and then um, for a while, even when groups I I really liked were coming by, someone would ask me if I want to go, and I'd be like, no, hip hop shows, no people don't move. I'm not going to those. Yeah, and then. We've learned thanks to that yeah, we've show learned that, that since is then, yeah. not the case. Um, right now, I've been I've been to a couple of hip hop shows, um, not as many as I'd like to, and it's like it, I the I went to see Goldlink at Coda, mm-hmm. which was great. That was actually a solo show that I went to by myself. Um, that was a pretty wild show. The Kendrick show was pretty wild, and mm-hmm. there was someone else I saw where they weren't like the crowd was pretty pretty laid back i can't remember who it was but so i maybe it's i don't i don't know i you always see videos like schoolboy q for instance like whatever yeah. that huge song was that he had um uh that part the, yeah where like he was like I, i'll never forget there was like a video he posted on his instagram mm-hmm. where like he's in like germany and yeah, he does Stockholm, that song I think it was yeah he just Stockholm. got the whole place is going crazy it looked like the earth was going to collapse between that crowd or below that crowd. Like that's how wild that show was. Um, so as I'm like, when it comes to normally I'm able to be like, Oh, what was the last concert you went to? Or like, um, but you were there, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) And actually, uh, uh, funny enough, one of the people we were with, like once everything really locked down, they were talking about how they were really sick and I was like, oh, no. Like, oh, and they were, like, describing flu-like symptoms, like, on Twitter. Like, they were tweeting about how they were oh, so God. sick. And I was just like, awesome. I rubbed elbows with you last week. We, like, for sure hugged, like, to say hello. <laughs> and, like, I I don't know. It was it, – I'll put it to you like this. I had fun at that show, but I don't yeah. know if it would have been worth getting the coronavirus. No. Well, I remember beforehand I'm like, well, you know, I don't – it doesn't seem that crazy right now. That's like exactly I can go to a, a small concert that's upstairs at the Fillmore, you know, little venue up top, the Foundry, I think it's called. And yeah. then we're sitting there watching the show, and um, the second band, I don't think either of us were super into, so we're chatting, and you keep bringing up your phone and saying, "Oh, oh, the NBA closed." You know, yeah. we're reading about it, and like we said, Tom Hanks and. I feel like there was a couple other revelations in that hour we were at the show. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. And uh, I got home and I was like, you know, I don't think I should have gone to that. No, probably, oh, dude, probably wasn't yeah. smart, you know. But I that left. was that was for sure a turning point. Yeah, I left early because I'm an old man who doesn't like Did to stay oh, out yeah. too late. And like, I was like, ah, I've seen enough Oso, so I get it. <laughs> and uh, I bounced, and like on my bike ride home, I was like, I need to shower and like disinfect my clothing like because mm-hmm. up until that point i was the same way i was like ah, whatever and then i was like oh all major sports are now suspended and like right. you know like whatever but um 
I guess with that, you know, on the brain, how you've been handling quarantine, like music wise, like, are you, do you have playlists that you've been going to that like you've, or put together to make things a little easier, whether it's like passing the time or like keeping yourself positive or anything like that? Um, not really playlists, but I guess, uh, I've actually been spinning a lot more records lately. For a while, I was just buying and not listening, which is a terrible (laughs) habit. (laughs) So um, the last couple of days, I've just been spinning records. I I actually finally got around to listening to my my copy of the Too Fast, Too Furious soundtrack. (laughs) A lot of Luda in there. It should be all all Luda. Even Tyrese makes an appearance. Really? Um, Yeah, a a couple, I think. I mean... I think it's just in their movie contracts. They're like, you got to let us make songs about this. Gotcha. Has Tyrese done music since then? I, like... I, I saw a billboard for him playing a casino nearby. What? Well, I don't yeah. even know what he would. Would he just perform that those songs? Like, <laughs> right. the fist, I don't know. I don't know if he's like an R&B singer. Or... I think he was a mo- I mean, he's I think he's a triple threat. I think he was a model first and then an actor I could see that. and then a singer. I could see that. Um, Triple Threat, Tyrese Gibson. Look out! Is man, that's a weird record. I gotta say, <laughs> I I did not expect. I mean, it's it makes sense knowing you, but right. Um, I think it was like four bucks your... at my local record store, so you're not gonna turn. Oh, that down. that's. Uh, well, I don't know why my brain went the other direction, and it's like some rare album that's like actually <laughs> sought after. <laughs> like, like, because no. who thought that there was a demand for that? Like, you're thinking of the Tokyo Drift soundtrack. Yeah, because that probably doesn't exist. Like. <laughs> Uh, and I guess, uh, is there music that, I mean, obviously Kevin Devine is probably part of this, but is there like a artist that you go to, to like get like positivity or like, you know, make you feel better during this time or anything? Um, no, most of the music I listen to is like, I feel bad. I should feel worse. Let's listen to this. (laughs) <laughs> I'm the same way. It's like, oh, you're sad. Let's put on uh, a another sad album. Like, you yeah. wanna, put on some Elliot Smith and get real depressed with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what uh, Kevin Devine's actually been doing. Like these Instagram lives too, and he he covered a couple Elliot Smith songs, and I'm just like, yeah, I'll, I'll put this on. This will make me feel good. <laughs> no, <laughs> but uh, but now I I uh, I've been listening to a lot of the Gorillas too. Um, the Gorillas, well, they've had some new stuff too. I haven't listened to the new stuff. Admittedly, I've been. I, I've been listening to Plastic Beach a lot, which for me is kind of new because at the time it came out, I wasn't a fan. Oh, okay. And it's just one of those albums that just took me a while to fall in love with, which now I'm deeply in love with it. It's a perfect album. It's like a, it's, yeah, yeah. it really is. It's, and again, it's just one of those albums. you, You listen to it back to front or you don't listen to it. Like, well, there's no point. Yeah, there's like a story. I mean, I think with most of them, their albums, there's a through line through it mm-hmm. and like a whole yeah. story built around and it. And so. probably the other upbeat one I've been listening to is the, uh, uh, the name is escaping me. The name is escaping me. Um, Anderson Pack's backup band. The instrument. Oh, the Free Nationals. Free Nationals. Yeah, their record the is album. incredible. Yeah, yeah. I think it's yeah. the album's self-titled. Gotcha, yeah, because I know that they had Ventura came out with Anderson Pack, and then they had their own album come out, and then the instrumental for Ventura came out mm-hmm. after the fact, which I, I like Anderson Pack, but I like the instrumental better for that album. Yeah, I'm not um, huge on Ventura. I don't know. I'll have to check out the instrumental. 
I think that's his newest album. Either way. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I've been thinking a lot about, like, trying to, like, boost morale via music, you know, <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that, as opposed to, like, just wallowing and watching, right, yeah. like, just movies bringing it and, down. Exactly. Um, so... I don't, but it's funny. The only one that the real positive um, album I've been listening to is actually a previous recommendation. But uh, the the movie Josie and the Pussycats, the record, the album for that movie is like it's a great movie. It's and, and the album is like good pop punk music. Yeah, like I would check it out. It's it's and it's just like cheesy and funny. And I'm just like, was Thank Carson God. Daly in that movie? He is a, the villain of that movie. I'm yeah, pretty sure. Right, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, it's a weird movie. Flick. It's a good movie. I, it it's a it's a it's a very early. It's of its time, two thousand and one. Mm-hmm. I think it, it feels a lot like the Spice World movie. I feel like it is basically. I feel like the same thing, mm-hmm. except with mm-hmm. a different, like better music. Arguably. But yeah, it's one of those. If I didn't have an older sister, I might not have seen it. And then now, you know, besides you, because you're cultured. If I were to tell someone that the Josie and the Pussycats movie was excellent, they probably wouldn't believe me. It is weirdly what like if you watch it as an adult, it's very much a uh, like a satire and a, te- a tear down of mm-hmm. consumer culture and right. things. It's a, actually a weirdly oh, yeah, they have the subliminal messaging. Yeah, yeah, that, they try that to tear whole the thing apart. Yeah, the uh, it's someone I heard a really good description, and it was like if you took the scene in Wayne's World where they do the product placement stuff and mm-hmm. just turned that mo- into a movie, that's what Josie and the Pussycats is. Yeah, it's pretty dead on. Yeah, I, I'm gonna be honest. I did not think our conversation today would turn into a converse, uh, a, a review of the Josie and the Pussycats <laughs> movie. It's all coming back to me now. I'm remembering a scene where they're supposed to do TRL with Carson Daly. But instead of Carson Daly, it's Ari Spears doing a Carson Daly impression. Yeah. I th- Is that what it was? He's got a baseball bat? I think so. I honestly, like, I've been listening to the the music. I haven't watched the movie, although it's on my list. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll have to get back to you on that. We'll do another episode where we just talk <laughs> about the TRL. Sounds good to me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess, like, when it – because, you know, I know you're a golfer, it's mm-hmm. something you know that I, you know. I know recently golf courses have reopened. Have you taken advantage of that at all? Um, yeah, I actually played on uh, Tuesday. Oh, nice. Yeah, I mean, I guess uh, with golf, you know, they're like no one stands near each other. Yeah, so. I, I was, I took some convincing because uh, I was just, I mean, they're open, so there's nothing you can do about that. But I was of the opinion, even though I love to golf, and you know, being outside is good for my physical and mental health i still was just kind of like well there's downstream effects you know you're gonna have more people getting gas stopping at wawa to get snacks Mm -hmm. and coffee it's not like it's just on the golf course that is being affected you know oh yeah yeah no i mean so i was kind of against it but rob convinced me to play because that's what he does he convinces (laughs) me to do things future i'm i'm hoping future guest rob yeah Um, um but yeah we didn't we didn't see anyone out there we had a playing partner that we got paired up with he you know He's walking, we're in separate carts, so, you know, they got all sorts of, they got the cups up, so you don't have to reach your hand in or touch the flag, so you don't oh, touch anything, cool. you know, you're not near anyone, uh, yeah, so it was fine. 
Yeah, I mean, I it was like it was one of those things where I was like, of course they're going to open golf courses because all the people who <laughs> can reopen the state want to golf again. So right, exactly, a little yeah. bit of it. Um, but my when it comes to golf, like I know it's ba- golf is based in like silence mainly. Like, do you ever listen to music when you're golfing or like yeah, I, the driving uh, range? My or? my dad actually got me a, a Bluetooth speaker with a clip on it. Okay, and I was like, well, what's this? I already ha- I, like I have a Bluetooth speaker. He's like, no, but this mm. one's just for your golf bag. Ah. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. So you clip it on there, and then I'll, you know, I'll listen to tunes. We, there's a lot of people that listen to stuff really loudly, and it. I mean, it's just one of those things where, if you're more than a couple feet from it, you probably shouldn't be able to hear it. It's just agreed. Yeah, I, I got no problem with people listening to music on the course. I like to do it, but I'm not going to force the guy two holes over to listen to my music. You know. Yeah, and it depends on like what you're listening to, also. Yeah, because but like... it's usually hip hop. But it's funny. Yeah. You always get. Uh, me and Joe Beggs have this joke. Uh, we always get stuck behind a group of like 40, 50 year old dudes bumping music, and mm-hmm. uh, it's always the same. And we call it Vietnam radio because <laughs> <laughs> it's basically just the soundtracks of Vietnam movies. Yeah, it's I was just, just, you know, I, classic rock. Fortunate and, Son is one yeah, of them. Yeah, Fortunate yeah. Son. Yeah, it's all, all that. <laughs> and we're like, oh, there goes Vietnam radio again. Yeah, I feel like you probably range between like the Vietnam radio, which I'm. A hundred trillion percent stealing. That's gold. <laughs> um, or like, uh, what's his name? Like Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. And like, yeah. you know. And it's always and those dudes, you know. Brown Eyed Girl would, on repeat. Yeah, exactly. And you expect it to be like us, like the 20 or 20-something, you know, year old dudes to be bumping music that's too loud. But we're super respectful. And then we just get stuck behind these 50-year-old guys that just won't turn it down. <laughs> just on radio in your face. Yeah, I mean nothing like uh, some classic dad rock to get you in the mood to to get a hole in one. Yeah, or, right. You know, it's always funny though. Yeah, I was. It's funny leading up to this conversation. I was like, oh, like I'm gonna, you know, like I don't know if people listen to music when they golf just because it's so based in silence and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, I know for me, I'm not a golfer. I would love to be. I like playing video game golf, but I don't have the patience for regular golf. That's a lot of fun, too. <laughs> And not even like Tiger Woods got like I I I go I play Grand Theft Auto Five and I just play like, <laughs> like um, nice nice uh, but uh, I always thought to myself like I don't think I could handle all that silence and then I'm like wait you dummy like you just put on yeah I mean you know it's there it's not that silent and it's like you know there's different golf courses it's like there's different people who play golf so some places yeah. you can't listen to music and you have to tuck your shirt in and some places you're next to a guy in jean shorts and listening to vietnam radio like it's not you know there's different levels i guess yeah yeah there's that stuffiness i guess that comes with it mm-hmm. i you know um but it's also like yeah. i put it like do you like walking through a park like a nice park with lush that's true. grass and nice trees and then it's like would you want to do that for four hours but add a little bit of competition to it yeah i think i could do it for two hours that's also my okay, that's my big play thing. nine play nine that's what that's what i want to do i'll have to probably i might uh, Dave, uh, previous guest on this this podcast, has like been trying for years to try to get me out with you mm-hmm. guys. Like, I think to the point where he was like, even like, just get a thing, a set of clubs. I'm like, yeah, let's casually just buy a set of golf that, clubs. That's like, the hard part. It's not, you know, it's it's not easy to get into because you need clubs. But I yeah. guess, you know, I I uh, got an old set in my basement. You can have. 
Yeah, I'm thinking about doing like a Frankenstein set where I just ask yeah. everybody if they have an old set and I take a club from each and, and build. I think that's how how most of us poor millennials get started playing golf. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I mean, it's not like we have other things to worry about right now. Um, <laughs> so the, the, the last thing I wanted to talk about, because I still think about this all the time, mm-hmm. Are we? There was a very specific song back in high school, uh, early college for me, I think, that we were into so much to the point that we at one point left. We mm-hmm. were like hanging out at our friend's house, and we went outside into my car just to listen to yeah. it. Yep. And it's the Ti song, "What You Know About That." Yep. Yeah. What and is? And you know, it? I was the when we were talking about Wu Tang earlier. I was like, I feel like I'm kind of lying because there was one other song. And it, of all and the songs, it, specifically though. a radio hit too, and I mean, if the beat, it just gets you. There was no bit behind it; like we weren't like being. It wasn't like, ironic, funny. yeah. Yeah, there was no irony to it. We We're just, just like, oh shit, man, that song bangs. Do you want to go out to your car and just listen? That's to exa- it? And it wasn't like we were up to no good. Like we didn't like. <laughs> it wasn't like oh, like let's go like you know like go outside and like smoke a cig or something and like right. sit in the car and just listen. No, it was just straight up like. I want to listen to this song. <laughs> yeah. They were just like talking me. about songs we like, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that no, that's really good. we should go listen to it right now." Yeah, and I feel like no one, it, and it wasn't like a party, like we weren't outside of like a bumping party. But I, no, I, so it's not it, like was we a, like, it was a medium gathering, probably. Yeah, and it's not like we could just like blast that song mm-hmm. in the middle of you yeah. Know, it was before Bluetooth speakers, it, you know, you're just outside hanging out. I'm pretty sure we probably like. Oh no, I guess it was an iPod. Um, mm-hmm. I was about to say it was a CD, but that can't be true. Um, <laughs> I would have never have bought a CD just for no. that. True. <laughs> um, I mean, is it a song you still listen to? <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is. Uh, it pops up on my Spotify every once in a while, and I'm Does like, it? taken right back to whatever year that had to have been, like '06, probably. Pro- that sounds right. Yeah. Um, I maybe it I, that might even have been. Yeah, '06 sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, because I graduated, well, whatever. It it was, I still, like, think back to that. I'm like, why that song? Like, why T.I.? Like, I don't even like T.I. that much. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, I mean, I listen to a couple T.I. albums, and a lot of it is, like, a lot of it is ironic. Like, not ironic, but, like, a lot of his songs are just funny. A lot yeah. of them are, are ba- like, bangers, but a lot of them are, like, funny, like, Get You Girl and stuff like that. It's just, like like weird and hilarious I, I, but actually, that, song that song just get your girl yeah i forgot yeah. about that song <laughs> but yeah the, what you know it's just that beat yeah and you're just like oh what, it's what so you simple know about that? you don't you don't know <laughs> shit yeah dude he uh he's hilarious he's on that show on netflix uh that it's like the American Idol version of, or like the rap version of American uh, Idol. Oh yeah, yeah. It, Chance is on is, that too, right? Yeah, he is so fucking funny on that show. <laughs> Ti is. I'll like, have Chance to check is, it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I think we're kind of at the end of this. Uh, okay. That's all I really had. Like, you know, I think we've covered all of the the questions for now. I'm sure. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we'll, we'll 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 once we can sit in the same room. Uh, you know, we'll probably have to revisit some some new you know things that have come up since you know whatever. Um, yeah. So I wanted to give you a chance. Well, so I always do a, a, a recommendation. 
for every okay. episode. So is there an album recently that you want to recommend to the <sighs> thousands and millions of people that listen to this podcast? Um, yeah, I mean, we we I'll just throw out the names of the albums we talked about that I love. Free Nationals, self-titled album, amazing if you want to just groove out. Um, Kevin Devine, Live at St. Pancreas. It's like 24 songs, but it's incredible. He talks you through them. He gives you background and context, and he's just a super thoughtful guy, and Mm -hmm. it's just really nice to listen to him. And then uh, Schoolboy Q, Blank Face, incredible. Um, Yeah, I feel like that's an album... Uh, that the Schoolboy Q album is like really hype too. So like that's like a good if mm-hmm. I remember right. Yeah, and like, it's like it's just his first couple albums are super like kind of street rap, mm-hmm. and then Blank Face is just a whole another thing. It's got like a a theme and a, a feel throughout. It's super cohesive and just uh just a great album front to front to back. I love it. Awesome, awesome. Well, there you go. Three recommendations. Uh, for so do your homework on those listen to them whether you like them or not it doesn't matter you have to now. um <laughs> do it. It, uh it's part of the contract and listening to this and this also podcast. go listen to what you know by ti you know <laughs> yeah cool. no other ti songs just that song <laughs> you should go uh buy a uh what kind of car did i have back then a Chevy. Oh my god! Yeah, like a. I almost said Corvette, which is not true at all. <laughs> uh, a little. It was a little coupe with shitty speakers, and you have to buy a, a one of those tape things that you plug in, and then you plug your iPod in, <laughs> and that's the only way you can listen to what you that's, know about that by Just TI. Do that, and don't listen any, to it more than you know, one sitting. Like, don't get over any, sitting. into anything nefarious. Don't you know? Don't pack your bowl to it. You know, just sit there and be a, a pure. 14 year old boy and just bump ti yeah <laughs> leave the party you're at go out to your car um and listen to it on in pr- probably shitty quality but love every <laughs> and we used to blast my speed i'm so fascinated by our love for that song yeah, um still to this day <laughs> seriously um for my recommendation for uh for this episode i'm gonna say Listen to the um, damn. <laughs> so uh, listen to the album. Uh, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the album, and I can't. Let me see if I can pull it up right here. Because it's I'm drawing a blank all of a sudden. It's okay. I'll probably edit all this out, so <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, all right. Was it listen the to tales? No, it is not just for. <laughs> um, now, uh, listen to the album. It's one of my f- absolute favorites. It brings a, a, a smile to my face. Um, it's called "Songs from the Big Chair" by Tears for Fears. It is, in my opinion, the greatest album of the 1980s. There is nothing better than it. Um, I'm pretty sure I did not recommend this album previously, um, and if I did, we'll listen to it twice because it's that good. Um, and it's just, I don't know. It's got all the, they're, they're big. It's got shout on it. It's got everyone wants to rule the world on it. It's, it's a fun album to listen to. Uh, and it's one of my favorites. So, um, so yeah, I think the, uh, you got anything that you want to plug anything coming up that you want to talk, you know, and get out there? Uh, no, not at the moment. Um, I do think it's funny you re- recommended that album cause I was just, I don't know why it came up, but I was telling Dylan what a big new wave guy you are. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was like, "What? What do you mean, Kev's a big new wave?" I was like, "I don't know. He just is." I, it, you know, it's one of those things where I think the '80s is, 
like 80s new wave that like uh, that vibe that aesthetic mm-hmm. is probably one of my favorites in music other than like west 90s west coast hip-hop yeah and this i am obsessed i and like recently i mean i think i did some episodes recently on like a on a few songs uh within new wave but um yeah i love it man i i love it so much and everyone i'm sincerely like that tears for fears album isn't like it's way better than i feel like people think it is um but anyway i'll give it a listen um yeah please i have it on i have the record of like the vinyl of it and i put it on all the time um nice. anyway so just to uh if you for social media you know if you want to find the podcast it's uh on instagram and twitter at the last song you heard or i'm sorry at the last song pod i honestly have never gotten that right ever. <laughs> uh, this is the episode well this is my 26th called the last song you heard but the yeah. name is different yeah, uh, facebook.com slash the last song you heard. You can email me at uh, it's uh, the last song you heard at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, that's it. Uh, Joe, thanks for taking some time out of your Saturday to, to speak with me via the internet. Yeah, thanks I'm, for having me. I hate that we couldn't do this in person. Um, I'm so impressed by your mustache. I just wanted to let you know. <laughs> Thank uh, you. I've been cultivating it for a couple weeks now. Gotcha. Keep it going. You're, uh, you know, and uh, it's it's some it's truly magnificent. Um, <laughs> Thank you. So so keep <laughs> that up. Um, all right. Well, uh, yeah. Have a good rest of the week, everybody. Uh, enjoy yourself. Keep safe out there. And uh, yeah, that's it. Bye. <laughs>